0: Data Mesh Radio is provided as a free community resource by Data Mesh Understanding. It is produced and hosted by me, Scott Herleman. I started this podcast as a place for practitioners to get useful information about Data Mesh, and we're at over 200 episodes already. This is a Mesh Musings episode where I do a relatively short overview, some might call a few of them rants, on a specific topic related to Data Mesh. I try to put, uh, you know, my few summary takeaways in the show notes too, to make it easy to decide if this will be useful for you. Quick reminder as well to hit the Data Mesh Understanding link in the show notes to easily review listings of past episodes you might have missed. You know that I've grouped up on different topics to make it easy if you want to do like a deep dive into governance or something like that. Do check out the Data Mesh Understanding offerings as well and the free community introduction roundtable programs while you're there. Now with that, on to the mesh musing. driving buy-in in in data mesh, Mesh Musings number 30. So I was having a conversation with someone that was having some challenges driving buy-in internally for data mesh participation. And I thought I would share some of the things that have been woven through the 100 plus interviews and 100 plus more uh, additional data mesh conversations I've had with people offline as well, right? I know I covered this somewhat in episode 39, you know, Mesh Musing 7, but I think it's always important to revisit this. I really re-listened to that episode recently and I was actually quite proud. I don't think I'd change much from it. I, I do think it's a worth a listen when you're heading into this. So this is actually the first of three episodes because as I started to write this, it got to be just a, a, <laughs> a mammoth amount of uh, text. So I, and I think it's important to not try and overload people, but I think it's also important to to share a lot of what I've learned and a lot of kind of connect the the through lines and the the data points that a lot of people are talking about. So first and foremost, as Amara Gafour's episode, which was coming out next week, will make clear, it's really important to not go for one size fits all approach when talking about buy-in. Jen Tedrow was talking about this a lot in her episode too, about getting needs and wants for the data platform every major stakeholder you you being whoever is trying to get you know somebody's participation to be you know being bought in for data mesh you need to spend the time with them to hear and reflect back their pain points yes it can be hard to scale this which is why I'll talk about some ways that can be done in a follow-up on this topic you know in one of the the future of the next in this set of three episodes if you aren't customizing your messaging to your audience, you will almost certainly fail. Again, listen to Amara Gafour laugh at their hubris, their, their naivete. I don't know about how they kind of came in and said, we've got this approach and we're going to take it and we're going to apply it to each one. And it was kind of that, um, You know, you don't want to think of the domains as your enemy, but that whole no battle plan survives first contact with the enemy. No data mesh plan survives contact with the realities in the first domain. I have now myself about five years of direct community management experience as a main focus of my job and far more of doing it as part of whatever job I had at the time. When teaching people how to engage in a community-friendly way. I always talk about one mutual beneficiality. Yeah, it's probably not a word, but whatever. And two, listen and react, don't tell. So for the first, find ways that will be helpful to the other person, as well as the broader community, you know, the person you are engaging with. Um, and, and also listen to what they're actually telling you and, and react, right? Find something mutually beneficial find something where this is going to be of benefit to them. Uh, a lot of people are going to, especially for their early domains, are going to domains that aren't necessarily going to be a, a key beneficiary, and we're not finding the, the thing that's going to make it beneficial for them to participate if they're not immediately the, the people that are consuming the data. So if I focus on telling someone, you know, thinking about this again, if I focus on telling someone what I want them to hear instead of what they want to hear about, that doesn't go well, does it? Right. And this doesn't have to be shady in, in thinking about this. Someone complaining about an aspect of data mesh, you know, maybe that driving buy in is hard. And me saying, yeah, isn't data mesh cool? It's the best thing since bread, even better than sliced bread, right? Th- that's not going to go over well. Versus me saying, yeah. Buy-in can be quite tough. Here are three pieces of content that might be helpful. That is a chance of actually making people want to engage further. So one part of driving buy-in isn't going to someone and saying, here's what I need from you, or here are your new responsibilities. They come from the top. It's treating them like you would a friend. Let them know what's going on, but first spend the time to understand their pain points and kind of share with them the the vision and, and that you also understand that this isn't just Hey, this is going to be all you know, cake. If, if you want to think about what Nav is providing to their teams, I, I do like the uh, cake method for driving buy-in. You can listen to episode thirty-seven for more about the cake method. But um, it, you know, be respectful and be kind of real with them that this isn't going to be super easy, but that you're in it together. You're going to help them through it. Another aspect that Balvinder Karana brought up. Um, her episode is is also next week. Is a fear of change, right? Yes, change is painful and everyone has some innate fear of change. It's it's human nature. But in this respect, the fear is more, hey, what I have already kind of sucks, right? What I have right now. I can't get my data when I want it, but I eventually usually get my data. It could be worse, right? Like, how can I know this won't be worse? Right. I'm you're you're going in and you're saying you're gonna radically change the way that we deal with data okay, is that going to put everything on pause? And so you need to find ways to talk to people and address that fear, not steamroll over, but explain how this isn't some six-month pause in the business as usual, and that you're going to continue to help them in the meantime. And it also isn't, I'm going to go and build exactly what you want and come back with it. That rarely results in a good solution, as we've seen in data in general. If this is a widespread fear, it might mean your data mesh implementation goes a little slower than you'd like. It's important to note that you shouldn't try to work with all teams at once, but still, you know, if that slower pace is right for you and your organization, awesome. Go slower. Go listen to Eric Haru's episode, episode 101, about data mesh at H&M. They have a, the luxury of a great system running already, but but still, you know, they are they're three years into their really kind of distributed data journey and mostly around data mesh. You know, they were pretty early around when GMAC's article first came out, but they're starting to roll out their data products now. They don't have this huge, huge suite of data products already. They're going at their own pace and it's going well, right? They've got the buy-in, they've got people excited about this. It's okay to not go that fast. Kurt Gardner, um, with Nib Group also talked about this in an early episode, um, that they're going at their own pace. Yes, they would like to go faster, but you, you don't have to be in a rush to get to the end line, right? There, there's so much more that, um, where you can add a lot of value along the way. And I think there's um, an upcoming Jamax Corner episode about kind of this, and, and we don't even have the tooling yet to really do data mesh really well. We have to move away from pipeline thinking around how we do data in general, and our tools are really, really kind of keyed into that pipeline aspect. So we can make good progress, but you also don't have to be in such a huge, huge rush, right? This is really crucial to understand that you don't need to be leading the data mesh charge. I love all of you that are, but it's also okay to not be, right? Thirdly, let's talk about Angelo Martelli's episode number 27. So Angelo talked about his pillars for driving buy-in. First, start with proving there is a problem that you are trying to solve. Your proof should be as fact-based as possible, such as how long does it take to make a change to your data warehouse? right? If you don't, if you're just kind of in this nebulous, there is pain around our data, people aren't going to be like, okay, but what's the actual, if they don't understand the actual problem, getting them bought in is going to be very tough. Second, once you have some proof, you need to work towards understanding the problem you're trying to solve. It's not deploying a data mesh. It's not implementing a data mesh. It's scaling the organization to be agile relative to data, and be able to make more and better data-informed decisions. Next, you really do need to understand your organization. Who are the right people that can help you? How does your organization work relative to culture and process? Which domains are struggling and how? Tie the implementation goals to the actual business challenges. Then you need to demystify data mesh. You know, we've kind of talked about this with unicorn farts. I, I don't really recommend going to broadly and saying we're doing data mesh versus what, what matters for them. But you need to make this easy to understand for people not well-versed in data. What are we actually trying to accomplish and why? You know, so many episodes uh, coming up and and historically have talked about tying if your business strategy isn't supported by data mesh. Don't do data mesh, right? Your business strategy has to come first. So, and then lastly, Angelo says, make it concrete and prove it out. Make a few data products, make a simple platform for folks to use. Um, now, why does this all work? Because you are not cajoling people. You're not like trying to push them and stuff. You're you're not trying to do things that are super ambiguous. You are making things really clear as to why. Doing something like data mesh will have a real business impact. That's the type of thing that drives buy-in. Yes, it's not a single conversation. So many of the uh, episodes are have kind of hit on this point. I think we think in data about there's a one-time data exchange, right? Somebody um, does a data pull or does a transformation or whatever. but We kind of have to think about this as... To how humans actually understand new information. And you're going to have to be prepared to repeat yourself as well. So, fourthly, in this is about uh, the Data Mesh Fight Club and Unicorn Farts Theory. If you aren't familiar, I cover it much deeper in episode 117, Mesh Musings 27. But essentially, I think when talking to people outside the data team or teams, like I said a little bit earlier, Unless they are, you know, something like the embedded data enablement or quality lead or something like Carolina Hensel um, episode, uh, I think that was 104. Um, you know, some somebody like that don't talk about actually doing data mesh. They they really don't care that you are doing data mesh in most instances. And also, when someone asks what's data mesh when you've told them we're doing data mesh, they say okay, what's data mesh? Especially if they aren't a data person, do you really? want to answer that question? Do you have to cover all four principles and how they interact, and you know, et cetera, et cetera? I, I certainly don't. right? I've tried to explain this to my folks, and I can get them to a an understanding. But if it was more about like what are you actually doing, I, I talked with, with them about what would this actually look like, and then they totally got it. But they still don't get really what is data mesh, but they get the machinations. What What's the actual output? What are we trying to achieve? Use their language. Speak in the language that makes sense to them, not the how, the why. Scott Taylor in his upcoming episode, you know, the Data Whisperer, uh, covers this exact topic very well. Focus on talking to them about what changes, why it will change, what those changes mean for them. Again, back to why it will change, why those changes will result in good things for them, etc far too often I see a lot of the you know, quote unquote data influencers talking like you just tell people to do things and it's now their responsibility. This has come up a lot in some people recently discussing tactics around data contracts. And it's, what they're talking about is pretty darn bad in my view, right? It's a lack of empathy. It's, it's, it's going to create unnecessary friction and animosity. It's I talked about this earlier in, in in previous episodes, but it's combative negotiation. It's I win over you. You now, it's it's trying to be ultra, ultra clear around things, which clarity is great, but it's not like you can just hand something over to someone. Yes, someone has to own things, but telling people you know, off and dumping things on their plate before you show them they can actually own something, it's just not going to work well. It's just going to create unnecessary friction instead of partnering with them. And you say, okay, we're going to get you to here, but we're going to work with you. We're going to take you along that path. We're not just saying, you know, you're not, it's not just saying, okay, uh, you know, Frodo, you now have to go take the ring and throw it into uh, Mount Doom and just go do it. It's like, hey, I've got this group of people that are going to really help you to do this. So more on this topic in, in future Mesh Musings in the next few. Um, but I, I think this is really important to have this conversation and kind of get aligned on this isn't going to all just fix itself and you're not just going to say, okay, uh, I have buy-in from on top and therefore everybody is is just going to fall in line you have to do a lot more of the human-to-human interaction. So again, more on this soon. Scott, out. Hopefully that was a useful Mesh Musing for you. Please do rate and review the podcast. It really does help. And if you'd like to get in touch and see how I can be helpful to you, check out the show notes. I'm pretty easy to find. As I mentioned, there are some great free programs in addition to some very affordable things around implementer intros and roundtables on the data mesh understanding website as always if you have suggestions for guests or topics please do get in touch have a wonderful rest of your day and with that now on to the funky outro music